0: I just got off the phone with a friend of ours we were talking about the holidays she said that she's thankful that she's not expecting any gift from her close friend circle because this year she would not be able to reciprocate that sentiment is exactly what is driving depression across the united states of america not only is much of the usa as much as two-thirds of the usa experiencing one of the coldest christmas events in decades In some people's lifetimes, they are also experiencing their own personal SHTF moment. A year when the presents are harder to purchase, the friendship is harder to come by, and the judgment is raining harder than ever. This is a time of trial and tribulation for many people across our world. But I want to tell you that I am thankful for you, as I think that each one of you watching are thankful to have each one of us here we are a community we share love we share joy we share preparedness tips and we share reality and in that we have camaraderie a brotherhood and sisterhood of the like-minded people who know exactly what is going on and who are trying to their best to get ready you see we are not driven by fear and so even though this is a holiday time even though much of the world wants to forget the things that are actually happening we can live in a uh, symbiont with that reality. We know it exists, but we do not dwell on it because we accept it. We see it, we get ready for it and we move on. We do our chores, we do our preps, and then we have fun. Not so much fun is happening across the USA as a state of emergency has been declared in New York and other, uh, states ahead of a Christmas bomb cycle. The Russian ambassador to the USA has said the hazard of a clash between Russia and U.S. military personnel is higher than it ever has been before. There are key developments happening in a situational report on the Russian war, and I want to deliver to you some of them today. Key developments. The NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg has said that Russia's calls for peace are instead calls to stall the wartime footing and to present Russia with the time to create more weapons and more allies in its war against NATO. In a broad-stroked accusation against Russian leadership, the NATO general says that Russia is merely displaying the invitation to negotiate. It is a pretext, he says, to buy time for Russia to ready itself for a new offensive against Ukraine and against Russian allies. Russia hopes to freeze the war to allow itself to regroup. To rearm and to try and launch a renewed offensive. Now, throwing shade to the Russian leadership, the NATO Secretary General warned that the times are a peril for the world to get ready, that the West must be prepared to handle a, re- a reactionary onslaught from Russia. This is after NATO warned that 2022 was a year of dismal failure for the Russian President Vladimir Putin saying that Russia's leader has underestimated Ukraine and the unity of NATO. He adds that Putin is ending this year on failure with cruelty against Ukrainian civilians, Ukrainian cities, infrastructure, and healthcare. He says that Vladimir Putin is the one who started the war. Only he can end it by getting out of Ukraine. Right now, they say Russia shows no signs of wanting real peace. Sultenberg argues that Russia has uh, demonstrated a willingness to take large numbers of casualties, going so far as to conscript over 200,000 additional servicemen in recent months, sourcing weapons from places like Iran, Wagner from North Korea. The USA is reiterating the same decade-long wartime sentiment, saying that Putin shows no sign of absolutely uh, inclining to be interested in dialogue. You have to remember that there are wartime strategists delivering information directly to the militaries of United States of America and NATO allies. These strategists are warning that negotiations with Russia that include a ceasefire would only allow the country to regroup to prepare its military for further attacks. Ukraine says that it has made it clear that it will not enter into talks with Russia unless Russia returns all occupied territory. This includes Crimea and the Crimean (coughs) Peninsula, which was annexed by Russia in 2014 to the rightful hands, as they call it, of Ukraine. In mid-November, Zelensky presented a 10-point peace plan to Russia. The plan says that it will prevent ecocide punishing those responsible for war crimes, withdrawing Russian troops from all territory, restoring Ukraine's territorial integrity, releasing all prisoners of war, and releasing all detainees. The proposal calls for ensuring energy security, nuclear safety, and food security. Zelensky says if Russia opposes this peace, you will see that Russia wants only war. This is a trying time for all of us. We know that all of these things are happening, and we have to get ready for them. So how do you do it? How do you do it and remain sane? How do you remain stable in a sea of instability? You rely on the motto, you do your chores, you do your prep work, and then you have fun. You know, we have a little bit of a jaded community here when I talk with people on the, in the community, and we talk about how they're ready for the uh, winter storm. We see the preparedness side of things. And I have so many people saying, well, it's okay, but it's kind of a no big deal. If the power goes out, they run the generator. If the generator goes out, they have their sleeping bags. If their sleeping bags don't work, they have uh, mobility as a last ditch uh, you know, scenario, last ditch effort. And so they have these things planned and these plans in motion. But then we talk about their family members who are mistakenly blind to the reality of what is happening how because the family members or the friends cannot live in a world where two things coincide with each other you know it's like the uh, the, the old proverb right is it is it a proverb I'm not sure the yin and the yang right you have good and you bat, you have bad you have light and you have dark one cannot exist without the other and so a lot of people in our world today can only exist blind to the darkness but we, can exist knowing that you have to have both. You have to have times of pain to even know what pain is. You have to have danger in the world to know what safety is. You have to have darkness in the world to know what light is. Now, we don't have any want for any of those things, but we know that they exist. And so we remain aware of exactly what this world has to offer. And we try to build and shape our own future. And part of shaping that future is getting ready to the best that we can. So even though we are maybe each preparing meals, getting ready to spend time with friends and family, maybe even uh, you know giving gifts for the ones that we love, depending on whether you're wishing a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, or any of your other religious times, we are ready no matter what. The plan, they say, is to get Russia out of Ukraine. In reply to a call for Russia to retreat, the Russian President Vladimir Putin's spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, warned NATO that the world must be prepared to accept new territorial realities. This includes Moscow's rule over annexed parts of Ukrainian territory. This is the leader to Russia, together with his military cohorts, beginning to urge defense industry leaders to increase their production of weaponry to ensure that the country's military will receive all weapons needed, equipment needed, and hardware needed to fight NATO as soon as possible. It's important to perfect and significantly improve the technical uh, characteristics of weapons and equipment for our fighters based on the combat experience that we have gained, he says. Remember that these calls to rearm the Russian people and rearm Russian allies, including Belarus and other nearby countries, are making the rounds only a full day after Putin described the gift of American Patriot missile defense systems, the most advanced missile defense system that the US has to offer to Ukraine. The Patriot, Putin said, is outdated. It doesn't work as well as the S-300s. We'll take that into account as just a way to prolong the conflict. They want to supply the patriots, speaking of America, let them supply them. We will crack them like nuts. Now with coffers of war being backed by China, Russia has openly pledged that the country will invest unlimited funds in its military capabilities in both the short and the long term. You see, if they weren't willing to fund this war forever, If we didn't see the white papers and the military strategists saying that this is a decades-long war i wouldn't be as concerned as i am but because this is literally just the beginning we're living in a time of increased information accessibility simultaneously with a war that has to go on for ages and so unlike previous world wars where it would take weeks weeks and weeks and weeks to deliver actionable information to people in affected countries or even around the world now that information is just simultaneous it's just instantaneous and because of that and yet there's the war that drags on we're living in this dual reality this two world where uh you know we see these things happening but there isn't an immediate crescendo like your mind would expect your brain would say Okay, this is going to lead up to a a great victory right away, and then it's going to be done, or a great loss right away, and then it will be done. No, instead we have this slow encroachment, this buildup of war, and, and it's like a roller coaster because it's just going slower and slower towards the top, and eventually that crescendo will come, but it is not one that I hope for because it is going to be a difficult time for our entire world. There are new torture allegations against Russia creeping into the mainstream. I expect you'll see lots more of this after Christmas. The prosecutor general uh, office has said that some 54 torture chambers have been discovered in territories that were occupied by Russian forces. In response to a request from the Human Rights Center, prosecutors revealed that they are investigating more than 5,000 cases of torture. Men will do Horrid, horrible things. In times of war, the office disclosed 855 criminal investigations. What you see happening right now is a drawing up of emotions that will lead to calls for international action. Presumably, Russian GPS jamming has been taking place, interfering with aviation over the past couple of months. Russian GPS jamming has increased to levels never seen before, says one reporting outlet. The jamming originating from cola has increased and is affecting commercial air traffic in uh, Finnmark. Pilots are reporting losses of GPS on 17 different occasions. You 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 know, that's why it's so important that you know how to use a compass and have a paper map. There are so many things that can go wrong with technology and we have built a dependency on it. And so if we don't know where we're at and know where we want to go and have a more analog system to follow we are leading ourselves to a couple of uh, speed bumps that we don't want to have to cross. Huge war propaganda pieces coming out stating that Russia's defeat is the top global priority for the year 2023. In 2022, Ukraine proved that it was more than capable of using Western arms supplies to great effect. Now Russia attempting to regroup and prepare for new waves of attacks shows that the Russian war is going to be deadlier than ever. This is, of course, unless, as strategists put it, the West decides to learn the lessons of the past and act decisively to obliterate Russia from the international marketplace. They say that Ukraine's battlefield success confirms that Russia's only negotiating language is one of war, death, strength, and destruction. The sinking of the Black uh, Black Sea Fleet flagship, the destruction of strategic bombers, this is the only... uh, They say that it is the only way that Russia knows how to negotiate. Strategists say that if Ukraine does not receive the necessary support that it needs by 2023, then it is going to suffer more than ever. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you for just providing our community with a good place to go, somewhere that we can learn things and talk about things and and discuss ways to get ready. Because without this community, we we wouldn't be in the dark but we would not be seen as clearly in the light as we can be. And so I want to say thank you to all that you do for this community. This is really what I'm thankful for. This year is just each one of ours health to the best of our abilities. Uh, The things that we have done to help other people, the love that we have shared, the laughs that we have shared, the family that we have, whether they're blood or not. That's what I am thankful for. And I hope that you are too, as we look ahead to the year 2023, which is really narrowly upon us, I just ask that we get ready as best we can. Every time you go out, it's not about doom, fear, gloom, any one of those things. You go out and you get another can of food. You pass by a sporting goods store and you get some things you can use for a trap. Then you get another box of ammunition, a sleeping bag when you can afford it, a sleeping pad when you otherwise cannot. You do these things because that's the right thing to do. It's right to be ready. it's right to be prepared. And what we're doing right now will save our lives or maybe the life of somebody that we love or that we care about next year or the year after. You see right behind me, I had to go out and get uh, from our storage some sleeping bags last night. Not for me, my sleeping bag is here. But this was in case, you know, uh, we're taking care of some family nearby. What if their power went out last night? What would you do? And so I was prepared and and Kelly and I went out and we got these things so that we could go drop them off to the people that we care about. So that if their power went out and they were in a position of vulnerability, we would be able to help them. You don't have to do these things, but you do them because it's the right thing to do. And so I hope that when we're getting ready and when we're thinking about the things that we care about this year, we think about each other. and We show love and care for each other. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. If you have any questions, please leave the word question first. I hope that you and your family are getting ready and I hope that you are sharing love. From mine to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 to get 10% or a little bit more, I believe, off of your order there. and. Use uh, the code FSS15 at nutrientsurvival.com or slash FSS for a long-term food storage that they keep the nutrients intact. Much love to you and yours. Please stay safe.
1: Help Really, really early on before it got to this point. Because this, in my opinion, could have been avoided, but now you can't turn black, you can't turn back the hands of time. The damage is done. This woman is dead at the hands of the child that's sitting next to her in this picture. This let me just say, let me say RIP to this woman. And it's crazy because her because her field where she worked at would have probably helped him. Maybe that's why she got into that field. Because then she she feels like, you know, it it hits close to home. So she deals with that at home. And this is what happens. And the thing is, they only gave us two examples of his stories of him, quote, unquote, raging out. Those were just two stories. Minus the one that I'm talking about of him killing his mother. I wonder what other instances have, have occurred with him where he has acted out or gone crazy. Because I highly doubt it's limited to just... The other two stories besides this one, I'm sure there are plenty others. But I think the saddest part about it is that this kid is only ten years old. He's only ten. His life is done at ten. He's he's peaking. Life experience? Well, not even life experience. He's not even. He hasn't even. Really, he hasn't peaked at all. But his life is pretty much over with. Like I said, if he gets, if they try to if they find him guilty and they try to give him that 60 years, he's most likely going to go to some kind of juvenile facility until he's 18, and then he's then they're gonna put him into an actual prison, most likely a state prison, for the remainder of his um sentencing. Unless he gets out on good behavior. That's the only way I can see that happening. And if they give him maybe some kind of uh if they give him some kind of parole after a few amount of years. But I can tell you this right now. whatever sentence that he does get he's definitely going to be doing well over 10 years that's for damn sure that's crazy that is insane this story literally blew my mind away it really did but yeah if anybody lives in this area where this occurred where this event occurred because it happened in wisconsin and it happened a a couple weeks ago this is not a recent story but they're just recently talking about it but if you live in wisconsin i think i do have some subscribers that do live in wisconsin please let me know in the chat or in the comment section have you ever heard about um this story well i'm just saying in the chat because because it's dealing with a child youtube might turn the comments off as you know whenever it's a story dealing with a child or you have a picture of a child up there a lot of the times they'll turn the comment section off so you might turn it off in this video so hopefully you catch the um the premiere of this commentary so you can leave your thoughts in there because I definitely want to hear what you have to say about this.
2: The source and the root cause of these things are. So here's what my stance on it is. When it comes to that divestment of the community, especially the ones that call them black men bullet bags and all that other nonsense, not trying to say anything to them. You make to city, you do what you want to do. I put information out to get the younger sisters that have yet to learn about life and actually experience positive relationships with like the opposite sex, black men, okay? I put information out so that they understand that if you have a bad experience with somebody, that doesn't mean, hey, let me run this it. You need to understand the whole truth, especially when you're in a system of racism and white supremacy like we are here in America. Black men and black women are in the same boat. And I'm going to touch on that a lot here tonight, but we're going to examine just where that mindset comes from in a lot of the non FBA people, okay? Because, see, like I said, once a person becomes an adult, they make their own mind up about what they're going to do, and they're used to trying to change their minds. And, see, let me make the make point further about the older divestment community. A lot of times, what y'all would do that makes me and disgusts me, because see, I don't care if you like me or not. I, you, What you think about me does not matter. I take issue with you misguiding these young black girls and not telling them the whole truth about interracial dating with Zaddy. And look, this is a that's the number one relationship that you don't have the most no problems with that as a black person. Now you can't tell nobody what to do in their life when they're grown. But my suggestion is, if you are going to date outside the race, skip that race because it's a dog cat relationship. There's just too many problems that come along with that. Plus, when they start killing us. And then, whether it's a man or a woman, they book or bad witch, those people in the dominant society, if something happened to you, they can get away with that scot free. A black prison do something to a black prison, you're going to get punished for that. They can just walk wow scot free. We've seen too many examples of it, whether it's LB or non LB, on this very channel. Come this, the King of Sisters, Bill, Irene Coppola. Okay, we saw what happened to Town of Horses when she was around the white folks like that. Again, Christian, we saw what happened to him. Okay, with well his only thought, you know, the Alabashers stabbed him. him. So what he was saying about Foundation of Black America doesn't mean that I had celebrate that. I don't celebrate any black person. But we got to look at this mindset where that comes from. So with that said, with that said ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read you a snippet from this article here. We're going to examine this now to see. Young black women, you still have a chance not to get caught up in those situations when you the victims of this type of verbal abuse, and heavily you, view the victim of some type of physical or uh, uh, abuse that leads to you being in a situation where it's life-threatening. So to ask the purpose of me doing this broadcast tonight here. And if you're a non-foundational black American person, tune into this live recording. Sit tight, listen to the information, take this in, and whatever decision you choose to make after that. Just be aware of the things you're going to learn here tonight. Okay? So, read this article here. A portion of it. Influencing intervention. My husband uses racial slurs during sex. A new whose white husband, Zaddy, calls her the N word during sex, feels disgusted, betrayed, and ashamed, and isn't sure how to make it stop. Well, I'm going to give you a bit of advice that my grandparents gave me. Sometimes the best way to stop something is to make sure it don't start in the first place. See, there are certain lessons in life that men and women, especially black folks, you better learn through watching other people make mistakes instead of having to experience those misfortunes ourselves. But sometimes you don't get a chance to take that back. You understand what I'm telling you, family? Sometimes you don't get a chance to take certain mistakes in, in your life back. And see, when you're a young person, This is what I want to emphasize to young people. Your life is precious, okay? You only get one. Make sure that you live it in as wise a manner as you can. Yes, you're young, you want to have fun, you want to experience new things. You're supposed to experience and find yourself as a young person. But you don't feel caution to the wind when you're doing that, especially when it comes to the situation of interracial dating, whether you're a young black man or a young black woman. And I'm primarily I towards you young sisters because right just right so you just keep it up. If you're in an interracial right situation, chances are, right. if it goes live, that you're a sister, you're not going to be able to overpower that yeah, white man right. or really do anything unless you have some type of means of protection, which I always advocate. Mm-hmm. Practice your Second Amendment rights. If not, keep you a good can of bear maids with you. It, so but that being said, let's continue reading the person of this article. This is from Essence here at Viola. My man keeps calling me uh, N Word, B I T C H. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they do when they get mad at you. They're in sex and I hate it. I have been married for a year and I am at my wits' end. In. My investment banker like husband is from a white old money family. I'm a first generation black American woman whose family is from the island of Jamaica. You, you may a really for the I believe school, Brother 10 and oh, in six months. Let's break this down before we get on to the meat of the presentation here. See, first things first anger is just like when a person is drunk. When a person is drunk, they really have no inhibitions, they go ahead and let you know whatever's on their mind. Now, whatever they say or do after they've been something crazy, they may come back after they so up and apologize for it. But one damn thing you better believe whatever they did or expressed, that's what was in their heart. They'll get that. Mm-hmm. So now, an angry person, loud to him, say something to you. People always talk about, I didn't mean that when you said, no, no to him. Yes, you did. Because there's certain things that if you really love a person, you wouldn't say. So now let's deal with this weird aspect, because this is some weird shit. You're dealing with this white man, or this sister here, this Jamaican sister. You're dealing with this white man, and y'all are engaged in intimacy, and he calling you an N-word, B-I-T-C-H. Now, let, let me explain something to you about the psychology of any man in the dominant society that's willing to do that with you, and any white woman. See, this is the part that a lot of non-foundational black American women, especially, and some men, don't get. Just because you land a bed, laying up with somebody over there in the dominant society, it doesn't mean they respect you. They see you as a fetish and an object. But see, in your mind, you think that you've achieved something. So what you're not really looking at is, this person that's enjoying you intimately, they're looking beyond you. They're not looking at you as like, the same way they would look at another white person they land up with, they're looking at you like, okay, this is something I need to play with, I'm gonna toy with you. So that's why somebody would express that they're type sure. of terminology towards you in an intimate they're setting. Making, so now let uh, this shit down. This is the part I want okay, you, make you make to make pay attention to, especially if you're of of black American yeah. system because you y'all want to, to her. Her. Body be a good in situation in their lives you She's mistaken. understand yes it's mistaken. Yeah, a, <laughs> a mistake yes. no, no, no. no, 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 mistaken. so now these you know people have sick fantasies in their head about murdering and killing black people okay you know you don't understand that okay when a person is saying that to you first of all you got to go deep into where did this terminology come from this is something that's been said in their family and it's said out in the open. Okay, in their family, behind closed doors. They grew up hearing this. A lot of y'all don't stop to think that, okay, this white man that I'm dealing with, or this white woman that I'm dealing with, Ooh. is this a family of having a I Do they come from a family of white supremacy? Because, see, just imagine how they talk about black people behind closed doors. But, see, here's the other thing that's very dangerous about those of you that think that you've made some type of achievement when you come in and grab a white woman or a white man, you always look at it like, okay, they weren't interested in you, black American men and women, I'm special. They chose me. That's really how a lot of you look at that. But you you fail to take into account the history of racism and the white supremacy in this country Damn. And here's the number he one thing, thing that you garbage, also fail to do. Sex. Mm-hmm. You fail to understand that when you come over here, the first your nationality don't mean nothing. The they I'm see the you I'm as black too. You yeah. think that when they call us the N-word, they just talking about us. No, they're talking about you too. If you really want to keep the book, they view you less than us, and I'm gonna tell you why. Now, I know a lot of you saying GBS, why would you say that? to my sister Patricia Jenkins, I see coming here. I see you just in Paris. For, for, for Denver Mayor, I see Black in here. Michael Williams, RG Titan 901, Tuesday Woke, I see you, family, I see you. But here's why I said that they see them in a lesser capacity than they see us, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. They view you as lesser than because you'll go along with that joke that you don't get when they call you the N word saying all kinds of stuff about black people, and they know you're not going to buck the system or push back. They don't like us, but to a certain measure, uh, they respect us because yeah. they know we will slap the dog shit out of your ass if you try us the wrong way. And I'm going to say again, they know we got fight in us, in other words. They know we got fight in us. We will just accept any kind of behavior from them. Most, most foundations of black Americans. You guys some count among us, but that is by far not who majority when they started getting racially disrespectful. See, you, they can put hands on you, not only just here, but in that country. You don't do nothing about it. Because you're looking at, okay, I'm living better than where I came from. I don't want to rob the boat and get deported. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to feel this type of way about me because I'm trying to date one of them. Let me tell you something right now, right here on the first annual observance of a retrocessor day, a foundational black American will say, fuck you. Fuck your job.
3: Mm.
2: look how your people feel mm. about me. Mm. That was your and what are you talking about, trying to Leo? Mm. You will not disrespect me that way. Mm. Family, foundational Black American family. Did I stay any line so far on this broadcast? Mm. Tell, correct your brother now, because if I'm sitting up here you with know what I'm saying, then we know right now. Mm. Tell me right now if I stay in any falsehood or untrue with what I just said. Welcome to Dwayne Williams and Sharina Laughlin coming in. Welcome to the chat. Child of light of the Most high. Welcome, my brother. Welcome. But tell me if I just stayed in the lives now. Y'all know we're we'll black. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, we really? Who you talking to? Yeah, that's very, cool. course, when we're we'll black. Like, oh, yeah, be, We'll be looking around. Looking high, looking low. I know. That don't that you know I'm trying to see who the is that you're talking to, because I know it's not me. Oh, you really talking to me? Oh, okay. All right. That'll be the portion where oh. it'll be a commercial break. Anyway, come back. You see a couple of rocks on somebody here, they will going to have a certain type of conversation with them, and, you know, correct their thought process. Because, you know, that's all we like to do, is correct people's thought process. When they get a little weird with their thoughts, their lips get a little flippant, you know what I'm saying? We correct that thought process. So, like I said, man, they know that about us. With you, they look at you in a week. That's why they don't respect you at all told um, I'm trying to tell you, look, you, look i tell you what, by the end of tonight, even if you disagree with what I just said, uh, you know I get down, we, I prove what I say. I don't just say stuff, I prove it. So tonight, we're going to have a third examination to where mindset comes from. In fact, we're going to get started with that right now. I want y'all to take a listen to this because you ain't going to believe your ears here tonight. Check this out. Before we get started on the video portion, I'm going to read this to you. Let me take this banner down real quick. Here we go. We have the picture-perfect fantasy logic. Just continuing from the article. He winds and guides me, and we travel and shout the globe. Unlike all of the black men I dated in the past, my husband is generous, loyal, committed and considerate. He courted me, and I never had to pay for anything. He said I could quit my job, and I did. He, he makes me feel like a woman. So, let's break this down. Understand how Zaddy reels you in. In fact, I'm not gonna just apply this to singular relationships. I'm gonna apply this to the broader aspect of when Zaddy comes to your different countries in the Caribbean and Africa. And let me go to show you how, how much of a pimp Zaddy is. See? Think of Zaddy as a drug dealer. Okay? That drug dealer hey, to get you on the product. You you get a first sample for free. Yeah, you you get a first sample of product for free. Get you, yeah, get get, good what it is. Give what it is. Get get, get a good feel of it. Get in your system. All that little riding and dining and all that little special treatment, that's to get you to let your guard down. Because all the while in the back of your mind, you could be dealing with a motherfucker just like Jeffrey Dahmer, looking at you and saying, you know what? Yeah, you, you like all this. See, let, let me give it to you from the sick, the weird question of what they think. Now, if you ask me how do I know, I'm gonna tell you how I know. As a Foundation of Black American man, I make it my business to know my adversary in this nation. And there is no greater threat to the foundational Black American man than the white supremacist man in the dominant society. So I study your psychology. I study how they think, how they move, how they act, how they talk. I will tell you right now, one of the advantages of growing up in the South, regardless of being world traveler, is you learn very quickly what the rules are in this country for racism and white supremacy. Especially if you had parents that made their business to make sure you learn early. You see what I'm saying? Because that could be a situation a of life with them, especially down here for us. Sundown times are not something in a book or in the past. We still got these places down here in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, several other places. Viner, Texas, y'all caught my last broadcast, you know about that. So that's where my area of understanding them comes from. I know them better than they know themselves sometimes. Sometimes I know what they're going to say before they even complete the sentence. And see, that is a vital thing to do when you start being in situations where you have to interact with these people in the real world. Because see, I'm right now whether it's just dating or if there's a situation where one is about to lose their mind and commit a mass shooting, you need to understand how they think, okay? So now, Zaddy is sitting there looking at you, enjoying all of his gifts and all of his praise and treatment that he's giving you to win your ass in, and then when you least expect it, you sitting over there for no good reason, Zaddy is looking at you like, look at this N word, B-I-T-C-H, you don't deserve any of this I'm giving you. You, you Look at you. You, you. you ain't nothing like a white woman. I'm just with you because the other white women that I was with, was wanted. they rejected me, so I'm going to take my frustration out on you. I'm going to enjoy you physically and everything, but I'm going to really take my frustration out on the white women, out on you. That's, that's what Zedding thinking. See, I know y'all ain't going to like the his, but I'm going to give you the, the minute twisted psychology. So why right, you sitting over there enjoying all this budget treatment you talking about? Zaddy so, anyway, might just do you know, that one snap you in the mouth. BOW. And you sitting there like, where the hell did that come from? But see, that's because you cannot see behind the psychological veil that Zaddy despises you. See, this is why all you have certain books.
3: Start calling her nigga bitch outside of sex.
2: There's books to help you understand yeah, how toothed this are
3: cause, but I always give a
2: disclaimer. Yeah, that's bad. That's straight up state, that's a slave slave shit. It is something that you will not be able to read through in a single sin, and I do not recommend you try. That that is one book, y'all know they don't exaggerate, but anybody that's read that book you understand why I'm saying this. That's a, that's a book you really have to have a spiritual routine while you read it. You have to have a clear and a and, and a decompression after you sit down and finish reading
0: certain chapters in
2: that book. Okay. But I, I recommend that you read it because it will give you the sick mentality that they have passed down through generations. We see it today. So one of the things that they would talk about. And I'm just gonna give you the Cliff Notes version of it. One of the things that they will talk about, I'll give you this,
3: historically, you can verify what I'm saying, because I like to speak the truth over here. Historically, young white men were not considered men until they had
2: either forcibly violated a black woman or willingly had sex with one. That's an old Southern tradition too. of was practice throughout the United States, but it started down here in the South. And see, so if you're coming over here as a black immigrant and you don't know anything about that history, you see how that is dangerous for you because you don't really understand how these people see you. See, so you're over there in your nations where predominantly black and you don't really run into these people. And then you, you just go by what you've seen on Western movies and TV. Okay, you're looking at what your parents are telling you about get you a white man. Okay, or a white woman. But you don't understand that there's a reason why Elijah Muhammad called these people the damn devil. Real talk, there, there's a reason why why there's a reason why the original Native Americans called them parents those Real talk. Now, I'm not saying all white right people, but I am saying white supremacy. And I'm going to say this: yes, the great majority of America is a white supremacist nation because if you're not practicing it openly against black people, you're damn sure you doing too much to stop it. Very few or far between, you will have white people that will actually stand up against racism and white supremacy without trying to change the name of what you call it because they said it was white supremacy. Let like me clear. Black people didn't call it that. Their own people said it was white supremacy. Okay, so we're going to call it what it is. And now we moved into a modern era where they tried to say, okay, hey, whoa, whoa, we can't just hit them with it outright because they know the
3: foundation of Black Americans. We'll get on you know, code and start to fight it. Once we see that, okay, this is what
2: it really is, and there's no left, there's no right, there's no over, no under, okay, now I got to come up with a solution to it. This is why a lot of people want to vote in Jim Crow and Joe Biden because they feel like his brand of racism is soft and cuddly. This is Donald Trump. They're like, hey, in your face, this is what I think. I prefer to deal with things as they are on the battlefield, that way you can come up with the best assessment and strategy for victory. So now, here's another thing that you need to bear in mind when it comes to what I'm studying here. You need to bear in mind that these people said, okay, look, with everything racial across the board, and you can find this on my channel in case you doubt what I'm saying, they adopt the lead. Water method and have updated it in society as far as everything across the board. They're like, ah, you can't call them in words. we got to substitute these words with other things. But you're still are talking about them. For example, like the word thug, that's code for black people. Chicago code word for black people. You get the point. And like I said, if you're interested in learning more about the Southern strategy and Lee Atwater's codification, look here on this channel. It's on here. It's an educational channel for everybody that's black, whether you're a foundation it, of black, American or not. fba So we're gonna get into a thorough breakdown of this mindset and see just how toxic and damaging it is if a young black sister comes across this foolishness and she doesn't know anything about racism and white supremacy, doesn't have anybody to instruct her and say, hey, babe, look, sit down, let me talk to you. This is life, sometimes people gonna hurt your feelings, but don't go thinking that one man is better than another because of their skin color. And it's definitely dangerous for you, young sister. To go run right into the other side when you can clearly see examples of young sisters in your age range that have murdered, that have been murdered by these addies and they get away with it. See if you're a black father, you barely be have these uncomfortable conversations with your uh, with your daughter and your sons because that that's a part of a father's job is to protect their seed. Okay? So the protection
3: of your seed starts with fortifying the mind. You fortify the mind and you teach your child from the safety
2: of your household. These are the dangers out here in the world for a black person. Not anybody else, we have a unique situation. We were the only people in this country where they put laws on the books, discriminating against us and targeted us during Jim Crow and certainly until today. Okay, so you have to make sure your child understand that you fortify that mind first and for me, Hey, fortify their body too, have them building up their strength, have them becoming proficient in some type of self-defense practice, have them proficient practicing Mm -hmm. their Second Amendment rights, deliver way, safely, teaching them the responsible handling of that. Make sure that your children are well prepared for what they're dealing with, especially on a psychological level.
3: Introduce them to the world Mm of Dr. Henry Clark so he can explain the origins of things. The world of Mr. Henry Clark Jr., okay? Introduce them to the world of Dr. Clark Anderson, Definitely the words of our queen mother, Frances Chris Wilson. These are things that will
2: help fortify the mind so that a person has a functioning intelligent understanding of dealing with people in the dominant society when it comes to dating these people, okay? So with that said, I'm going to caution you yet again. if you go here tonight, not, it's really going to trigger you, but I'm doing it for educational purposes. So I'm going to let y'all hear what's coming up here, and uh,
3: prepare to take some notes because see, this is very serious. I I said, the hard head, older
2: division that doesn't this ain't for you, but you ain't going to be able to deny that, I'm saying, because it's going to be coming from people that rock with y'all. So I'm going to let this play. I want y'all to brace yourselves for this, man, because, look, you're not going to believe me here you You're really not. Hi, you.
3: How are you doing? So today I'm going to be making a video on something that has been reoccurring in my life and other women's lives as well. And uh, since I was younger, I've been called a fed
0: and I'm going to tell
3: you why being home bedwetter is no longer an insult. It's not. In reality, to me, it's a compliment. Thank you. One of the main reasons why I say it's no longer an insult is because bedwetters are living better than non-bedwetters. I mean, look around you. Every single bedwetter I know like a black has eye a life boy. that they want. You know. And while non-bedwetters, not non-bed benches, have uh, they haven't achieved yet certain problems that non bedwenches
2: have dramatically decreased for Bedwenches. Okay, yeah, y'all know I'm finna go in and let me let me step right in right here. First of all, that annoying Fool's valley girl bedwrench, a bedwrench. Listen, um, no ma'am, no ma'am, you are not living better than other black women that are not Bedwenches. And if you doubt that, ask Breonna Taylor's family, mm-hmm. ask Ricky Boyd's family, mm-hmm. ask Tatiana Jefferson's family, ask Sandra Bland's family, mm-hmm. all the list, I could go on and on. Look, you, being with Zay don't protect you from that. Zeta, look, see, I'm going to tell you where I would not be critical of these, these bad witches because you are not
3: by like black women, you're despicable when you call them black men bullet bags, and you're not even trying to
2: warn the younger sisters about the dangers of interracial dating with that particular group. I would be completely quiet if they warn these younger sisters about the dangers, and I would be completely quiet if you could say, hey, look at all of these zaddies we got over here that advocate for Breonna Taylor and all those names I just named to get justice. You, you know I to hate. Y'all got in the is actually out here fighting a good fight. Zaddy is not only just out business, yeah, with is going to these juries, That is going to these government officials, yeah. Zaddy is trying to get laws in the house to help protect you, Zaddy is out here physically fighting to protect you against other white supremacists. See, if you could show me that in large numbers, I would turn to my brothers and say, Hey, man, this white man of 1H. Well, they got it Well, we we take notes on them. Let's see if you don't have that. Because see, I'm going to tell you something right now, whether you're an FBA sister or a non-FBA sister, you better listen to what I'm about to say in this microphone. If your protection does not come from the black man, you will not have it. I'm going to say it again. If your protection does not come from the black man of your tribe, Foundation of Black America or non-FBA, you will not have protection. It is not going to come from the white man, it is not going to come from the Asian man, it is not going to come from the Hispanic man, it is not going to come from the Arab man, it is not going to come from the East Indian man. You will not have any more protection than your own tribe of man is willing to give you. Okay? And I'm not saying every man is worthy of respect, but the ones that are, When we try to warn you about something that's dangerous to you as a woman who is not on average going to be able to overpower no man, it would be in your best interest to listen. So so that's one part I got to go ahead and correct on this. And then then, did you hear how she mispronounced that word that she was saying? See, these women, not only are they not very intelligent when it comes to issues of racism and white supremacy, sadly, the only thing that they care about is their own vanity see let me explain something to you about why vanity is very dangerous if that's all you understand salute to you brother project new york oh i see my lieutenant town chair here salute to you sister cherokee george sister r y mr xavier the Prince of paraphernalia in the building i see you i see you. let me explain our uh, sister c terry i see you just coming in let me explain to you why it's very dangerous for woman. and i'm saying this out of love even if you can't stand my guts if you hate this channel and if you ain't anything I've ever done. Listen to this part and take away from this because you will be able to use it no matter how you feel about me or what I'm saying. It's very dangerous for any woman to be so wrapped up in vanity and her looks and bottles here, bottles there, things that are being treated you, being treated you by a man that you don't learn about any other thing in your world. Okay. A grown woman does not operate as a child. She understands. look, as a woman, yes, you're supposed to enjoy your life and enjoy all those types of things, but that can't be the only thing that you were averse in. because if that's all you know, it's to the point when you're dealing with these white supremacists and you blind to it, you're a danger. You really are. So I hope that part sticks right there, but you know what? We got a couple more things to get to here tonight. I'm gonna continue. You know, bunches are women who don't
3: live in themselves. As a woman, you should not limit yourself at all because that will cost you to you, not only you, but your generations to come and your generations generations. Any woman who limit themselves or putting their mindsets into poverty, and that is just not a strategic move to make.
2: Let me jump in here again. She said that you don't need to limit yourself. First of all, let's deal with reality. And see, Sisters, no matter which lineage you're from, listen to me again. It's good to deal with reality as a woman. I'm going to tell you why. Your true power as a woman comes from dealing with the world the way it is and then moving accordingly in there. And it will be enhanced if you have a good man in your life, no matter what race.